This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Everybody, cocaine. <laughs> oh yeah. Drink it. It's the Rockers. They don't look athletic. They look like they work for a movie company. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the original double kick up masters, the original double drop kicks, double fist, double fucking everything. It's the Midnight Rockers, baby. Not true. The Rock and Roll Express who did all of that. The Midnight Rockers are the Burger King to the Rock and Roll Express McDonald's. Wee, 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 also, I'm going to say this. We potentially could be looking at a Rockers induction to the uh, WWE Hall of Fame in the next five years. This is... Uh, yes, I could see that. because um, They're running out of people so quickly. Yeah, man. Like I said on the Piper episode, that one year where they did Hogan and Piper was like, Why? Just Not do even, them when separately. When they brought it back for WrestleMania 20, when you see who's who got inducted like that year, you're like, well, this is everybody. Who was it? Because it was everybody from WrestleMania 1? No. It was like everyone from the first five WrestleManias. Like It was oh. like, it was Slaughter, yeah. Ventura, yeah. Heenan, yeah. Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah. Superstar Billy Graham, you can't really do a big one, though. Like, you can only do, like... Because that's the thing, the kind of the catch twenty two is they're doing a lot of dudes from like the territories and shit, which is like big names to like super dorks. Cleverly, in that they do it where they were a big name. Like yeah. the reason why the Freebirds went in in Dallas is because they were yeah. huge in Dallas. Yeah, and everyone else is like, why is Doc Hendricks wearing a cowboy hat? <laughs> well, the other thing is like, wow, oh yeah, it's awesome. Who does it unprotected? Everybody! <laughs> Where the 20 year olds? I've got some plowing to do. I will go down on you, and that I mean you will eat my ass. <laughs> Trump, um, Trump, Trump. Michael P.S. Hayes may be the man whose body fell apart the most suddenly. He's like, I don't have to be in the ring. Cheeseburgers, meat. Cocaine. His body is the equivalent to the car from Blues Brothers. At the <laughs> he just signed his WWE contract. It was just like, I am now a commentator. <laughs> <laughs> Most people throw away the fat. I drink it. Michael, pretty sexy Hayes. Oh yeah! All right. Well, this is the so we're gonna be doing uh, the rockers. We're doing the great saga of Marty and Sean. Yep. Only the rockers, though. So we're gonna do the new rockers. Yeah. We'll do the new rockers next week with the Marty Jannetty post John Michaels career, and then followed it up by the best Sean that there ever was in wrestling. Yes. Sean Morley. (laughs) (laughs) Those new rockers, baby. I didn't realize this. We'll we'll have to do an Al Snow episode, and that is also very interesting because he was not on television for the first twelve years of his career. He was not on television. Not on television for the first twelve years. He was like, he's considered like one of the lost last guys of the territories, where he was like, it's very similar to comedy in that like you know some people are like, I got to get in this club, and then I'm a star, and then they're like, 
goalposts changed, and he was like, fuck! <laughs> well, that was the funny thing where uh, Al Snow, if you watch his early ECW stuff, he's just a he's just a heel, and he also didn't invest in changing his attire whatsoever. Al he Snow- just showed up with the new Rockers gear and was like, it won't matter, and then everyone was uh, very please, mad please, at him. Please, please, yeah, exactly. Please. The original just like, we know who you were. <laughs> uh, pussies. Um... But this is the thing. Let me just say this about Al Snow. Al Snow seems to be the only person who not only, like, he has taken all the insults that Mick Foley has directed towards him personally. Which is insane. Which is, like, it also is very funny because Mick Foley's like, like, no, he's like, I'm this nice man who went out of his way in three books to be like, you know who sucks? Al Snow. (laughs) (laughs) He likes it, and it's just this angry man being like, find me a Scottish fat man I can make cry on TNA television. The best thing about the Rockers is that they keep on... They keep on, like, uh, during the reuniting, which we'll talk about, which is one of the greatest moments in the history of pro wrestling, is... uh, they constantly just keep lessening the amount of time that he were in the Rockers. And, like, I don't know. It kind of kills the story. All right, let's get to uh, the Midnight Rockers. Basically, um, they were brought into... The uh, AWA by Vern Gagne. Now, yeah. the reason why they were called the Midnight Rockers by Vern Gagne, they were called the Rockers or various other things beforehand when Jedi was t- uh, teaming with various other people. He got together with Shawn Michaels. They went to the AWA. The theory behind the name the Midnight Rockers, according to everyone in wrestling, was Vern Gagne was like, I want the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. You can't have them. Get me one team called the Midnight Rockers. <laughs> no, the, uh, well, the story that Janetti tells is that they were in the AWA and they, uh, they were in a car and people were saying, you guys, uh, have substance abuse problems. The eighties version of that, which was, you guys like the party. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kurt Henning said, oh, these guys don't even get started till midnight. And then the Judas Priest song. Living yeah, After Midnight, Midnight came on, and they're like, Midnight Rockers, that's it. But you have like, I, how do you go with that name, though? I believe the Vern Gagne tale, and not the, yeah. not Marty Jannetty, who is, like, everyone seems to be like, there's Jake the Snake partying, and then there's Marty Jannetty getting fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, Marty Jannetty, who's been fired seven times. We'll get that in the the Jannetty episode, but Jesus fucking Christ. Here's a preview of the Marty Jannetty episode. Let's all get ready to be shocked how long he was in WCW. Yeah, WCW used to just do that, where they would just be like, "Um, Horace Boulder, we'll sign you, young man, 1988. Holy shit, we still have Horace Boulder? Bring him in, it's 1998. Iron Sheik got signed by... Jim Hurd to like bring him in and he, his work was so bad they were like send him home and we'll just pay him out for the rest of the year and they forgot he was there that's amazing no it wasn't Jim Hurd it was the guy right before Eric Bishop signed him they forgot they had him and he basically like they re-upped his contract again because they forgot he was there and they're like oh fuck and then they wrestled him in a match to make him like earn the money and that made his contract trigger again they're like motherfucker <laughs> That's amazing. Like he made over a million dollars from WCW in three years by purely doing nothing. So he actually, um, Janetti and uh, Janetti and Michaels teamed together first in Kansas City territory, the NWA Central States, 
And uh, they really, basically, their whole career is insane because they're together for seven years and they repeatedly wrestle a team involving either Paul Diamond or Pat Tanaka. Like every year, they wrestle a team with either Paul Diamond well, or Paul Pat Diamond Tanaka. Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka were a classic 80s non WWF, non NWA tag team. They were the Diamond Exchange, wrestled by, uh, managed by um, Diamond Dallas Page. Yes. They were the Orient Express in. Uh, in uh, the WWF, and they just put a mask over Paul Diamond, and you're like, his name is Ching Chong Chang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Patanaka and <laughs> it's uh, Patanata and Pots and Pans falling on those stairs. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yolo, yolo, yolo. Um, so Janetti, I, uh, I I gotta say I do miss the casual racism of the '80s. It's back, baby. You didn't see that. I have not been following the last couple of months. Okay, fine. Uh, Ginger Mahal did a promo on SmackDown about uh, Shinsuke Nakamura where they said, the Washington Post is doing a story on how racist this promo was because he said, uh, "You're." I forget what the context was, but he said, instead of look, he said, you are rook a nice when you do moves. Or oh, like no. that. Yeah, Ginger <laughs> Mahal did. And then the Singh brothers just started doing karate moves and going, what <laughs> so it's back, baby. Oh no! It feels like if there's the a boogeyman <laughs> gets brought in as Jinder Mahal's enforcer. That would be the. Oh, I no. prayed to Ganesh at a curry house, and now <laughs> I summoned Mega Black Man. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman. I'm gonna get you. I have a big stew, and I need white men for it. Um, the Patriots back. The Patriots back, and he's only fighting Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> How they have how Jack Swagger left? Imagine if they went full bore and had Jack like alt right Jack Swagger. They and, did. No, no, not five years ago, four years ago. Alt right Jack Swagger. I mean, like right now, it comes out dressed as a frog, calling everyone <laughs> Antifa. Cucks. Yeah, yeah, just Antifa. Cucks. 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 His his theme music is just the tapping of keys. You didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't, well, I mean, we're remote. We're, I'm assuming, four months away from, like, Jinder Mahal didn't work. We need a heel at the top of SmackDown. Nakamura's from North Korea now. <laughs> oh, my Shinsuke, God. Shinsuke. Oh, no. Shinsuke-un. Oh, no. He's the Rocket Man, John. Oh, he's already got a good no. nickname, Rocket oh, Man, because no. he's so fast. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> the no. The artist formerly known as Shinsuke-un. They did that for a while. The artist formerly known as Shinsuke Nakamura, where they were doing that. For they still call him the artist, yeah. Why? Because they gotta like have him have a nickname. No, they don't. I know. The King of Strong Style, Billy what? Kicksface. <laughs> Billy Kicky and the Dicky. Um, Sticky Dicky and so my pick. Midnight Rockers were in the AWA. They were the only good thing about AWA. Like it was literally at this point. Not in the it, only good thing. Who? All right, I, I want to. Who is their big party? Who is the guy who partied with them the most at this time? I'm going to say Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. Larry Nelson. <laughs> Larry Nelson sounds like the kind of guy who owns a sports bar and uh, and like he doesn't smoke, but when his wife's not around, he's like, give me a cigarette. I'm going to go hoof one by the dumpster. Have you seen pictures of Larry Nelson? I'm going to look one up right now. Here. It's Larry Nelson. He's a old man. Oh, he was the commentator? Yeah, he was just... So here's the best thing about Larry what Nelson. What the fuck is up with wrestling commentators? He is... So everything you think Mean Gene Okerlund is, like, not the serial killer Mean Gene from this show, but, like, Mean Gene Okerlund, like, the pervert party man, uh, 
is what Larry Nelson is. And basically, Larry Nelson doesn't give a fuck anymore, so he's just like, yeah, and then we stayed up all night, and uh, I'll be honest, I fucked John Michaels, and it was hard and soft. And Marty Jannetty also will tell these party stories about, like, pissing on a hooker and stuff. And Shawn Michaels is like, I just won't talk about God. (laughs) Please don't mention all the things. But the other thing is, like, it's I kind of feel bad for Shawn Michaels in a weird way because it's like he's... Sorry, so he's there with a 40-year-old man who has kids, probably. Yeah, and a terrible toupee. Can we also just, before you... Okay, you keep going with your thing, and then I'm going to make a point about wrestling commentators. Sure. And then uh, and then Marty Jannetty, who's 25, who should know better. At this point, he's a full-fledged drug addict. And then Shawn Michaels is just 20, and he's like, oh, what's wrestling like? Blow this off my dick, Sean. Yeah. That's wrestling. Get me a knife. Why? This hooker... Isn't making me change. (laughs) What do they do to wrestling commentators that make them the craziest partiers? Like Gene Okerlund, yeah, is for the purposes of this podcast a rampant serial killer. (laughs) He's he's a yes, he's a and also he's Kevin Spacey from Seven plus plus a cocktail or two. He's a psychosexual alcoholic, (laughs) exactly. But like everyone talks about how like oh you can party. It's like. Here's who you don't want to party with. Number three, Jake the Snake. Yeah. Number two, Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Number one, all right, everybody, I've had four whiskeys, and now it's time to make this stewardess look at her own ass cheek in my palm. (laughs) Like, like Kevin Nash, who is a rampant alcoholic, would be like, oh, I remember I was on an airplane with with Gene Okerlund, and he was like, well, Kevin, it's uh, a five-hour flight, so I'll be getting a... uh, Double doers, perhaps you'll like a glass of wine. And he's like, It's great, you're just telling stories, you know. A couple of drinks every hour, not getting drunk, just telling stories. And then we uh we have a layover. He's going to Tampa, I'm going down to the beach, and he goes, Well, uh, Kevin, let's we have ninety minutes in the oak room. And then he and then he was like, I just gotta make a call. And he's like, We went and made a call for five minutes, we had five more drinks, landed home, and Gene drove home. And it's like you guys just got day drunk for no reason. <laughs> this old man. Uh, Kevin, do you want to look at my vault photos in my phone? One of them is of a daughter you didn't know you had. I <laughs> raped your wife. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see the photos of the missing women in the Tampa area, Kevin? I know where they are, and uh, let Everybody me tell you this. Leaves. There's no hope. Ah, Larry Nelson, my nemesis. I kill with a knife. He goes gun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like to watch them die, Larry? I always say. Larry, it's not the killing. It's watching them die. (laughs) It's like I always say. The true essence of life is watching it slowly leave someone's eyes. Next one up, Hulk Hogan, everybody. Uh, Coco Beware. Fun fact about that bird. I whisper my secrets to it. Good thing it can't (laughs) talk because I use its tongue as a suppository. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, Vern Gagne, by the way, was very concerned about the name The Midnight Rockers. Because he thought people would think that there were rocking chairs, Vern Gagne. Yes. The fact that he only got dementia in the late in the middle two thousands is an absolute lie. That decrepit old fuck was losing his mind. We do one major angle a year. We'll have them compete for a turkey. We'll film in a warehouse. Yeah. No audience. Yeah. Because that's the thing. The rockers were the only thing that really anyone came to watch. And the other thing is. You watch the AWA and 
honestly, it's kind of a lot like like the reason ECW was good is because they gave the job basically the the indie workers, the guys who like didn't really fit in anywhere. They gave them props during the match, like they gave them weapons to fill in how boring. They were, whereas the AWA was like, uh, it's fatty versus sweaty. 13 minutes, just punches. Oh, Enjoy. Yeah. And then... Once again, the AWA was the last like truly old school territory where it's like, you wear wool trunks, and if you go off the top rope, you're a woman. Like It was very much a specific <laughs> old school sort of style. And the reason why the Rockers worked so well there and stood out is because they were doing... The Rock and Roll Express's act, like they were, it was literally the Rock and Roll Express's act. Updated a bit though. Not, not at that time. At that time, it was. It's 1996. This is like full on the height of the Rock and Roll Express and the yeah. Midnight Express's feud. Like this is like, as they're going into the NWA, they've literally sold out the Superdome. So the the dome WrestleMania 30 was in was sold out for a weekly show involving. A tag team match that involved Dennis Condry, a dude who looks like a refrigerator covered in skin. Yeah. And Bobby Eaton, a man who was, that everyone said, would have been the NWA champion, but does not know how to speak in public. So they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> Here's the other thing, though. is uh, I think you can explore the option of like why the Rockers were in the WWF over the Rock and Roll Express. And I think it's pretty simple is that like the rock and roll express were ugly and the rockers were like like this weird thing where like you gotta look if you look at the rockers at this time i got really into watching midnight the midnight express rock and roll express matches yeah because they're fucking what's there's a couple things that's crazy one like they're such different matches because it's literally the rock and roll express before they're broken down and tired when they're young and like good looking Uh uh-huh they fucking move like crazy. Like it would be. Yeah. It's like watching an X division match. That's also a match involving like the revival. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And then also the crowd are so into it. Like they're literally just going rockers, rockers, yeah. rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. Like the entire fucking time. It was so different and crazy, which is like not to take away anything from the rockers. They put the unique spin on it. But the reason why the WWF wanted the Rock and Roll Express, Vince McMahon tried to get them a bunch of times. The Rock and Roll Express was old school, and they were like, we're on top in the NWA. We'll have to wait until we're wrapped up. And Vince McMahon was like, um, no, leave now. Also, it cannot be stated how much like more pleasant to look at Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels are than those weirdos. Like... Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels look like dudes you would see at a bar at 1 a.m. trying to pick up girls. And uh, the Rock and Roll Express both look like guys you would see at a flea market trying to sell you hockey cards. Now they do. Even in the even in the late 80s, man. I'm going 1985. Okay, 1985. Look it up. Yep, you're right. Cause like yeah, one of them had right. a one I of them had a lazy eye. The other I one looked like a literal rooster. I was misremembering. So this is they the were end. never good looking guys. They were good looking. You know what? They're they were good looking for the South. Good looking for the South. Like that's them. When is this? They were good looking for the white South. Yeah, absolutely. This is them. Let's not forget this what rapper at like one of the Starcades. Every absolutely correct. every rapper am, that comes out of the I, Southern United States that's a man looks a, like a male model, but also has a hard upbringing. Because everyone there, I'm assuming, is so good looking. They're just like, you know what? I absolutely, <laughs> totally No free agree. pass, T.I. 
Um, I stand corrected. You supple. Fuck me, T.I. Fuck, fuck me, Titty Boy. No, not T.I. Pharrell is the one I would just ruin. <laughs> Take his big hat, fill it with gum, pour it on his head. I'd wear his hat, he'd fuck me. <laughs> also, it's like a both power thing. Double, we're, we're, pow, we're double power bottoms, yeah. but versatile. So he fucks me wearing the hat, then we swap. Is there a position where both your dicks are in each other's butts? Yes. Good. That's the third one. <laughs> First one, he fucks me wearing the hat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I bend him over, but instead of doing it doggy, yeah. you know that position where like you the like uh, someone's legs are like over touching their shoulders. I do that, but in the butt. Okay. I gape it. Fire in there. <laughs> I uh, you shoot loads. That's what you just did. For those of you at home, John just did like a a misty spray motion. Yeah, that was one of his tiny a, loads. Like, a fair amount of loads in his asshole. Like it's almost <laughs> multiple loads. Up. Yeah. Then he. He absorbs that load, gives him a super boner. Yeah. And then what we do is we lay in a sort of karmuk position where his dick and my dick are sort of crossing and then Ooh. just did just a little bit in each other's assholes and we stare into each other's eyes. Oh, that's good stuff. As we sing happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I live, dude. Yeah, Everyone 50 50, your stand up and happy. <laughs> he says my stand-up i sing happy yeah yeah. when he's boning you it's your stand-up when you're boning him happy everyone listening to this program please tweet pharrell right now and just someone isolate this clip and send it to him is there any way you could see yourself having actual sex to the song happy yeah i think i have had sex to the song happy really yeah I want to do it to the Venga bus. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song you played at your engagement or your wedding party here that like Tim was going bananas for when you guys were all on MDMA and I had to leave because I couldn't tell if you guys were talking about me or just talking about nothing? <laughs> oh, Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Yeah. Also, guys, I don't know if you guys have ever been around dead cleats over around drunk people on MDMA. It's really fun. And then at a certain point, you're just like, I got to get out of here. It's an hour and a half. It's a movie. It's a movie. You can sit and watch it for an hour and a half, and then you're like, okay. You say, you know, we, we and uh, so me, we were in, when I was in uh, Edinburgh, we uh, thought we saw a three-way maybe happening in a window, so me and my friend Bobby downloaded, uh, <laughs> we downloaded, we downloaded, yeah, binocular apps on our iPhones, and we kind of realized, I'd never seen this before, and Bobby has because he's sober now. Drunk people do the exact same things over and over again. Yeah. And it was insane watching them in the window once I made it clear it was not a hangover. It was just a woman trying to take care of two wickedly drunk guys where they would like hug and apologize and then punch each other in the arm. That like low risk, not actually starting a fight, just punch you on the arm and then hug and apologize and just over and over and over the exact same things. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be sober around. And that's why the Iraqers ended up breaking up because Shawn Michaels. I don't think he was sober. No, he was but not I sober. But I do think no, that. No, no, he was. This is the even crazier thing. It was like. There's people who are drunk with ambition, and there's people yeah. who are just drunks. And John Michaels was very clearly a drunk with ambition. And the other thing is that, of I course, no Genetti, so I'm just making this noise. This is the sound of his coke wrapper for a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I can imagine John. There's a there's a shoot interview with Marty Genetti. It's just a teaser on YouTube that I didn't watch the shoot interview basically because he was so wasted. His, I watched a bunch of his breaking kayfabe, and he's clearly like this is him sober, yeah, ish, and it's literally like so. How do you think your wrestling career went? And the answer is like, 
It ends with like, and then your mother just beats you up. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, so AWA, as they did with all people in the AWA, yeah, they get super hot. Vern Gagne is like, no, bad. They do get the tag team. Because cha- uh, uh, nobody can be ahead of Vern is the other thing. Yeah. No one can be ahead of Vern or his son, Greg. The uh, all right. So this is something uh, submitted to us by a listener, and uh, I don't want to say this word. Uh, um, but uh, on this is on the WWE Network. Uh, the Sherry Martel calls Shawn Michaels a little f word in the AWA Steel Cage match uh, with Summer when they faced Doug Summer and Buddy Rose. And the net, and they didn't even try and censor it on the Heartbreak Kid DVD. Uh, is this the the, the AWA? I'm gonna say this just based off the fact that I then watched that match, and then I watched um, uh, Pat Tanaka, Paul Diamond versus the Rockers, mm-hmm. and a guy just had a sign that said "fag" is more homophobic than ECW. Each week I do this show, I question why we do this. People say wrestling is bad now, and I don't think that's true. No, it's, I think it's that vastly improved. The homophobes and fucking losers that liked wrestling in the 80s have now voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, they've, they also don't have an internet connection. Like, they have an internet connection that are on to other things. Like, also, a lot of the yeah. complaints are coming from these people being like... Uh, why are the women treated with respect? Yeah, that's the other thing where it's like, what was it? Uh, someone described the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather, one of the rallies, as like, these are people are upset that uh, on wrestling they don't call women whores anymore. <laughs> it's just an entire crowd of like the people who are like, oh, they don't call women sluts anymore on wrestling. Well, now I like a guy that hits them. Yeah. Terrifying. But it's again, it's also one of those things where. The AWA, it's again, it's mini, it's Minnesota, which is Minneapolis, St. Paul, which are like these crazy bohemian weird towns. Yeah, surrounded by the same people that live in Saskatchewan in Canada. Let me explain to you guys something about Canada. If you want to see hayseed hick shit kick motherfuckers, <laughs> Saskatchewan, Minnesota, Wyoming. Manitoba, that that part of the world is crazy because it's like the deep south without the heat. <laughs> so you can't escape. In Louisiana, you can get on a fan boat and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, a deep freeze in the middle of fucking Saskatchewan or Minnesota, you're staying there. Yeah, we're gonna teach each other how to kiss. Ooh, kiss on the bad parts. Yeah, kiss on the parts Jesus doesn't like. It doesn't count because I got my eyes closed. Yeah, it doesn't count because I'm thinking of a woman. I'm engorged. <laughs> but the Rockers, like, legitimately, for how long Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels have been wrestlers now? Um, I think Jannetty started... We haven't done the Jannetty episode, so I'm not really quite clear on when he started. Just give me one second here. Um, so Jannetty started in 84 and michaels also started around 84 these guys have been wrestlers for two years watch these matches uh is something i advise you they are already great they're an amazing tag team 
the thing we'll get into this next week in the Janetti episode, but like, good fucking lord, these guys were great. And the other thing is, I didn't really realize this because this is how short-sighted I am, of course, in wrestling history. And then redoing this episode and re-researching is that the Young Bucks are just the Rockers, <laughs> like, well, that's very right funny. down to the double super kick. That's exactly who they are. It's funny because I always thought of like I never really listen. I like the young. I like a super kick party as much as the next guy. Kind yeah. of. I annoying. love me a super kick party. It gets a little annoying after a while. Yes, but the thing is, the super kick party is done in the same way that early Family Guy did uh, a lot of stuff, where it's like, it's not good if you do if if you do three or four and just don't reference it, then it's stealing. If you do forty four and uh, yeah, and then just to be like, we do two sweets too, and we do suckets, which they got us. Do you know they got a cease and desist order from doing two sweets and suckets? I love this so much. And they're like, all right. And they're just, so they've just been incorporating other stuff that they don't do as get a cease and desist order for. It's great. Have they gotten to like, just saying like, and that's the bottom line. I wish. Uh, no, I think they, they're pretty committed to the click. They're pretty committed to like loving the click and all that shit. But I'd love it if they just came down uh, to the ring with a TV, <laughs> like the repo man. Like we're down. They won't call us on the repo man. <laughs> They just start wearing red bow ties and pretending to be Virgil. Ooh, there were so many male prostitute characters in the eighties. There's so many male prostitute characters now. Shinsuke Nakamura looks like every lady whore from Blade Runner. <laughs> the basis, the basis of wrestling is looking like a male prostitute, essentially looking like a male stripper. So that's yeah. not. But like, we're gonna get into something at the Rockers reunion that I guarantee you didn't know about. And that you will not be able to unsee once we do the Rockers reunion. What is that? Uh, that's a tease for later, baby. I can't wait. Tease for later. So they're in the oh AWA. Oh my god, we, this is going to be a long episode. They're two-time AWA uh, tag team champions. Keep, this is shocking. That they got the tag team titles twice. Hulk Hogan, never once. Got the, the world championship. They do... A feud with the Midnight Express and actually beat the Midnight Express, which I think is great. Like that's the other thing is if you can't afford to do a feud with your knockoff guys. Here's my question: Which Midnight Express was it? It was Condry and Eaton. It's Condry. No, sorry, it was no. Sorry, it was the original Midnight Express. It was uh, Dennis Con- Condry and Randy Rhodes. Yeah, it was the like it Randy Rhodes, non good one. But by this time. The original Midnight Express has been in the NWA and feuded with the new Midnight Express. Oh, they done that already? Yeah, well, I believe so, so. Yeah, it's eighty. No, they haven't done the feud with. No, they haven't done the feud yet with the new uh, Midnight Express. Okay, that was eighty nine. So that was them gearing up to do this. So yeah, Dennis Condry had already just left the wrestling business for a while because he's a curmudgeonly man. Yeah, and then just was like, "Hey, are you the guitar player for Ozzy Osbourne?" No. All right. <laughs> And the weird thing is, it's a weird, it's a weird thing where they can, if this makes any sense, immediately they have a look, and they're only a team for seven years, but immediately they have a look that's static and very good, yes. and the only thing I mean by that is the, the way the look is static is because Marty Jannetty seems like he's the uh he's really the grounding of the team just because he looks a bit older and the other thing we'll get into next week we're gonna have nothing to talk about because i keep making fucking side points here no you don't because once you get into the wwf there's a bunch of stuff to talk about basically 
We're gonna take a break in a few minutes. Oh no, I mean like I mean about Marty Jannetty. But like, oh, we have a lot to talk about Marty Jannetty. Oh, don't you worry. Oh, don't you worry. How does Shawn Michaels? How does Shawn Michaels age like a leather fucking glove with a lazy eye? And Marty Jannetty still looks pretty much the same. Well, he's pickled, and he's also probably just one of those guys that's genetic. And also, some people were born to do drugs, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. I was about to say that. It's also some people just luck of the fucking draw. Yeah. Like, we know some hard partiers, and some of them have aged real bad, and a couple of them have aged real good. (laughs) True. Like, our friend Graham should look a lot rougher than he does, because that guy... He gets down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just... Uh, he'll get dusty. <laughs> the Rockers realize that the AWA is not for them because the owner of the company thinks that their gimmick is we're chairs. Yep. Begin looking for other things and make their way to Vince McMahon's house of... Let's do steroids. Who wants steroids? When do you think Shawn Michaels started doing steroids? I would say he's doing steroids as soon as he gets to the Fed because they get that weird steroid fat right away. Really? They get very bloated. Like, for being high flyers, they're so bloated. Yeah, they're a lot smoother moving in the AWA, but that's another thing where it's like, if you want to view it this way, athletically, like, looks-wise is whatever, but, like, athletically, they age super quickly. Absolutely. Because Michaels, Michaels becomes more about the bumps really quickly. Like, as soon as he's a heel, he becomes about the bumps. Absolutely. Because, I mean, obviously that's just working as a heel, and you don't want to be a heel and do high-flying shit. But, like, their finisher used to be, like, they had a lot of finishers, too. The which rocker was dropper? Cool. Well, early on it was... Michael's drop kick, or sorry, Janetti drop kick, Michael's cross body. Yeah. And then they also did a splash. Like, there's a lot of different finishers they had. Well, what, what happened? Here's the question, though. How long were they in the Fed for the first run? Like three days. Yes, this is the best. Okay, so we're going to do the first Fed run, then we'll do their second Fed run after the break. So we do first Fed run, break, second Fed run. Yep. First Fed run. What happens, Dylan? Um, This is from the Shawn Michaels DVD. Mm-hmm. So this not might not be the story you know because it's through Shawn Michaels and through the WWE like machine. But apparently, they come in. They got reputations as being uh, cokeheads. Partiers means cokeheads. Anytime, dra- and the best thing about the Shawn Michaels DVD too is they talk about the drugs he was on and they just show like a whitewash of pills. Yeah, he was not on pills. He was on drugs. He was on fucking coke. Like no one. Yes, they do pills. A lot of more people just did blow. This is the fucking 80s, it's and they had money, like, and coke was everywhere. The reason why Ric Flair was able to wrestle until his fucking 60s is he was the only one who didn't do coke. He just did booze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kept the same body, basically. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, that's the Everyone always like, oh, Ric Flair with his shirt off. Like, no, that's just what he always looked like with his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, just, he's a little fatter, and gravity's yeah. not been kind, but that's about it, guys. Yeah. You're looking good. Um, so they come in uh, and they decide, listen, we got a bunch of weird looks, so we should probably just stay in. And we have those reputations as partiers. Let's just be cool so we're cool in this fucking huge 
uh, opportunity for us. And then a bunch of people were like, no, come out, no, come out, come out. So I was like, okay, we'll come, we'll have a couple drinks and whatever. And then Jimmy Jack Funk um, comes up to them and goes, you guys are fucking parties. You guys like a fucking party? Here's a fucking party for you. And Jimmy Jack Funk proceeds to like drink a beer and then break it and start eating the glass. He drinks another beer, breaks it, starts eating the glass. Like, you guys are fucking partiers. Let me feel inside your soft butts. And then, apparently, what Shawn Michaels says he does is he goes, uh, you want a party? You want a party? And then he um, drinks a beer and smashes over his head. Like, there, are you happy? And they leave. That story apparently gets blown all out of proportion. This is all according to them. This is according to Michaels. Gets all blown out of proportion to that, oh, they went to this bar and they like fucking fucked everything up and they broke all this glass and it was their fault, you know? That is absolutely the story. I've heard the only difference is, is that the person that sold them out was Davy Boy Smith. The that is the British Bulldog, That is insane. Which is the best part of the entire thing. Who yeah. caused all this damage? Oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> Solid, Davy boy. It wasn't me or Matilda. It wasn't me or Matilda or the man who inexplicably will not die known as the Dynamite Kid. <laughs> oh, I can assure you, me and Dynamite was bringing some 12-year-olds and let's just say the dead because we beat them too much. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you why it wasn't us. We were too busy shitting in the Rougeau Brothers' bar. <laughs> we was just trying to stalk and kill Randy Richter. Try for hard to slowly dynamite, said I said. Oi, that ain't no nice time. And then the rockers broke the glass. This is all really good stuff. <laughs> this is... <laughs> there you go. Sure. You'll be beaten up by Marines, <laughs> but I'll have a spinal infection. Who did, did you hear that story from? Was that Marty Jannetty saying the story? In Shawn Michaels' book, that's the same story. And it's so weird. So and someone else has a similar story. So like Shawn Michaels' else, book. It was, like, it was like one of the road agents on like a kayfabe, like one of those weird guys, like Larry Zabisco or Terry Funk, who was there, was like. Uh. <laughs> Yep, that's what happened. It would kind of make sense that Terry Funk wouldn't implicate his own namesake, but also Terry Funk doesn't give a shit. Like we covered, it, we did a two-part Terry Funk episode, and one of them was like, oh, "I quit because I want my, I like my horses." <laughs> that guy's the best. He's the uh, best. Hey Terry, um, those are my cigarettes. Um, yeah, and I'm stealing them. Oh, okay. Uh, hey Terry, uh, can you move these boxes? Uh, I don't know. I think my horse is. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> All right, so they then bounce back around doing continental, other sort of territory wrestlers. They bounce between the AWA and Memphis for a bit. Oh no, is that no? But it wasn't Memphis, wasn't it? Continental, which is the upstart Texas one. They were in Continental for a bit as well. Like they went around, and it was basically just seemed like it was a matter of time before they'd end up either in the NWA or they would go back to the WWE. They go back. To no, they feuded the Memphis. They feuded in Memphis with the Nasty Boys. Yes, they did. The original Nasty Boys. Yeah. Same as the nasty boys we know now, just two drunk guys in Florida. <laughs> talking about how much money they got off the Hulk Hogan lawsuit. The nasty boys don't get enough credit for how fucking cool they were. I love big power tag teams who don't work power. Pity city, baby. 
They oh, understand pit. that they were a big part of when it was like WCW came on television in Canada. It's like the Nasty Boys are there. Yeah, I remember that. Nasty <laughs> Boys. And they were just such. And then later on, you learn like those guys were actually huge dicks, and you're like, oh yeah, I could see that. Also, the reason why probably for best, um, the probably best Heart Foundation promo ever from Jim Neidhart. Nasty Boys. Yes, you're gonna rock. No, hang on. No, this is what it is. Nasty Boys. Knobs, sags. You say you're gonna rock the foundation. You say you're gonna crack the foundation. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they were fucking great. Um. So yeah. So after that little dalliance, they do go to the WWF, uh, which we know about. And actually, oddly, more stuff on the Memphis stuff. Um, during the WWF run, because uh, we'll be spending a, I'm assuming a ton of time on that barbershop angle, because that's really it's like so so tag team begets one of the best angles in wrestling history no great tag team but it's like there's literally 780 of this tag team two essentially jobber tag teams that are just not treated like jobbers like they go into the wwf that is very lost is that like they don't the rockers are the usos but like with a deeper tag division so it's like the usos are great like don't get me wrong and uh in a different era, they wouldn't have gotten the chance they have to evolve their characters to a point where they're fucking great. Oh, did you no? read? But, um, yeah. So, there. that's the thing that's lost because Michaels was so successful is that the entire team was essentially geared around getting Michaels over because Marty Jannetty was the, I don't know who you want to say, but he was always the guy who got beat down, hot tag to Michaels, right? So the entire team is just engineered to get Michaels over because everyone can see he's got a lot of talent because basically what a lot of talent means and that is Shawn Michaels in these first four years, pre-Heartbreak Kid, could have been at a boy band. Like he is just a pretty little girl boy. Yeah, he just needs to lose some weight. He just could get... Like once he gets that long hair... Oh. Oh. Soft. The the stories soft butt pussy girls pussies could tell. Oh yeah. Who do you think has a bigger dick, Marty Jannetty or Shawn Michaels? Marty Jannetty. It's clearly Marty Jannetty. No one with a. He's got a fat dick. He loves drugs. He's got a big dick. That's why he's got no ambitions. (laughs) (laughs) You mean I get five hundred bucks and the drugs are free? I'm sick of my dick. Anywhere. Uh, People, I'm tired of that. All right. Get me a pile of clothes. Before we go into the break, I'm going to ask There's a window open and a woman walking her baby. Of course. I'm just screaming, stick my dick in a pile of clothes out the window. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. (laughs) No, 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 please. I live here. All right. So before you go that, just everyone in the break, Mm -hmm. listen to the advertisement, but pause it. And just with YouTube, Marty Jannetty drunk, because it's him showing a bunch of kids how to make bunny ears. It's the most fucked thing in the world. All right, all right, all right, all right, on three. I want you a booty ears. <laughs> and then Larry Nelson partying with the Rockers. Yeah. Hey, guys, do you want to have some real fun? Yeah. Hey, guys, let's snort cocaine minus the razor blade. I Let me tell you who has a crazier s- stories from the road than Artie Lang is Larry Nelson. Artie Lang, by the way, it was recently revealed, has a, um, a collapsing nose because he snorted a bunch of glass thinking it was Oxycontin. After the break, a guy who parties harder, harder than Artie Lang, and a guy who became very famous and a drug addict, but not as much of a drug yeah, addict. A man who probably agrees with how Joel Osteen treated the Houston flood victims. <laughs> After the break. Do you want a 
Oh, hey, everybody. Go buy our albums at DylanAgod.com. TheJohnHastings.com. Rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. Remember, every other podcast sucks my asshole. Speaking of soul fucking, the Rockers arrived back in the WWF. And oh boy, let's talk about their probably most, their first biggest high profile match is up against the Twin Towers at WrestleMania 5. Okay. According to both of them, they get, they fight with their wives. Keep in mind, they're both married during a period of time I could only describe as, what's that? No age is too young. <laughs> um, uh, period of fucking. And they get super fucked up that they are visibly hungover in the promo with Jim uh, Gene Okerlund. Yeah. They have scratchy voices like, uh, yeah, that's right, Gene. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, the... I have a question, though. What do you think changed in their 1988 to 1992 run that they stayed employed? I think that they were more needed. Um, it was also probably Vince McMahon's inability to get the Rock and Roll Express. They faded, but they wanted to use that gimmick. Yes. And I think that they probably... For the WWF, they really, truly are a better Rock and Roll Express. I wouldn't say they're better. All right. I just want to say this. The WWF is has, at this point... Because 1988... 1988... Everyone kind of views the golden era as 84 to 91 around, right? 91, 92? Yeah. 1988... The WWF style of the look is really crystallized because in 84 to 87, pretty much leading up to WrestleMania 3, you still get the like... uh, I totally see what you're talking about. No, like Hogan not wearing the red and yellow all the time. Um, They're still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're still figuring out how to like brand everything properly. They don't have the slickness. Like, really, the only reason the slickness comes with the way WrestleMania is filmed, uh, starting at WrestleMania 3, is because Dick Ebersol, and they start doing Saturday Night's main event, and Dick Ebersol basically teaches Vince McMahon about branding and how, like... Things like lighting the entire building, light the crowd. And I know that seems innocuous when you're talking about the Rockers, but the Rockers are, like, if you look at the Midnight... Sorry, if you look at the Rock and Roll Express versus the Rockers, the Rockers are younger. Yes. Are they as good a tag team? No. But you you don't play the South as much, and the Rockers don't... They have a name in the Midwest. Now, that is important because the Midwest obviously links to Chicago, links to all those other places... And it's closer to New York. So there's more of a presence they have in that like area of the country. Totally. And also, they, um, if you pl- put them in California, everyone will just go like, ooh, they're California boys. Yeah. And you put them in New York, and they're like, oh, they're the Moroccans that are down in the Bowery. Like, yeah. They have a much more of an appealing look, and also because they have neutral accents, they can appeal everywhere. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I'm just really sad that the Rock and Roll Express don't have more money because they're the saddest men in the world. Like, they're literally just like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm wrestling this weekend. And yeah, but Barney Jannetty is, too. The only one out of those four that made it was the Rockers and the Rock and Roll Express. I don't oddly. think Marty, Marty Jannetty knows that his life is sad. I think Marty Jannetty is just like, man, I got some red wine for breakfast. Next week, we're going to do the Marty Jannetty episode, and I am 100% certain you're wrong. I I am a hundred percent certain I'm he wrong. He is as well. the most 
haunting final line of any shoot promo ever. It haunts me. Odd for me, actually, because of like I have like a uh, death anxiety. For me, uh, it actually really. Oh, is that because you're gay? Me. Is it because you're gay? I'm worried in the afterlife that God won't respect you because I don't want to suck my big duck. <laughs> analogy though the rockers so the rock and roll express are the backstreet boys and the rockers are in sync holy shit think about that holy shit when NSYNC came out i mean i remember it 97 i was like these guys are just the backstreet boys but who succeeded out of both those groups JT. one guy jt sean michaels justin timberlake of wrestling yolo marty Genetic. i will take my money now everybody here's the weird thing about Insane. Joey Fatone still somewhat has a profile. Lance Bass still has a uh, somewhat of a profile. There was other people in that band. Like there was two other guys. Like what the fuck happened to? I don't even know what they look like. I'm I'm literally googling it right now. There were more than three people in Insane. There was five of them. There's yep. two people that are dead people. Dead. They're not dead, but I don't know where they are. Joey Fatone. Chris Kirkpatrick. Wow. Let's see if you can do it all. Lance Bass. Yep. Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God. And then there was that guy with the weird curly brown hair who I don't... That guy's the real lost. Because everyone remembers Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick because they were kind of ugly. And everyone remembers Last Bass because he was like, I want to go to space. There's I can't go. J.C. Chazes. Turns I'm gay. Chases? Yeah. Chazé. And then uh, J.T. Yeah, man, like very much they are because they're oddly, they weren't really improved. Chris Kirkpatrick, by the way, is the one with the weird hair. J.C. Chazé was also the uh, a judge on America's Best Dance Crew, which was quietly one of the best television programs of the middle 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking, holy shit, it went on for seven years. It fucking ruled, everybody. It ruled? It's where the fucking, who are those guys with the white masks? The Jabberwockies? That's where they came from. I'll tell you that much for free. I don't like that. You love it. Middle 2000s, you're probably not going to have the reference for the Rockers reunion we talk about, but you're going to be like, America's Next Dance Group was pretty I also know exactly. The Rockers reunion, oh, when they come back and Shawn Michaels is in the Heartbreak Kid uniform and Marty Jannetty is in the weirdest oh, belly no, tee ever. Don't, yeah, don't even talk about it. You know what? I realized that why that was is because Roddy G Marty Jannetty, it only really comes out during the Vince McMahon promo, which we'll talk about in the Jannetty episode. Uh has a bitchin' back tattoo now. Because he's fine. He's in great shape still. He just has a... F he has, like, Brock Lesnar's back tattoo. Of what? I don't know. If I mean, we'll look it up. We'll look it up in our research for the genetic. If episode. they're covering that up and they're letting... Oh, no, they're coming... They're covering it up because it's, like... It changes Marty Jannetty's character. Because a lot of Marty Jannetty's appeal and a lot of the rockers' appeal is... That it's these like two young guys like and it's believable in the late 80s and early 90s these two young guys who are just super excited and they love rock and roll like they jump around the ring they, they do the old jump high fives they do a lot of very very clean and very good wrestling and they needed that because this is the other thing you don't think about is the killer bees have left at this time so they're oddly a replacement for the killer bees 
and for and in lieu of the Rock and Roll Express. I can't find Marty Jannetty's back tattoo, but I can find a tweet from 2014 from Marty Jannetty that reads, Batista's back looks like a tattoo parlor threw up on it. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Batista. I don't know if this is actually Marty Jannetty. I don't think it is. I think this is a parody. Anytime really anyone makes sense, it's not Marty Jannetty's Twitter. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not just a guy. Batista's back. I come on it. <laughs> so we can talk about this though. Who they wrestled the Brainbusters, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, a bungload. And yes, and they really credit the Brainbusters with being their like education in wrestling. It's also because the you bra- forget this the- is only. They are four years into professional Absolutely, wrestling. but the other thing is the Brain Busters, literally, their job in the NWA was like, you make everyone look fucking amazing. It's Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson when they're in peak physical condition. Like, they're only in their early 30s, even though they look like um, uh, the um, fucking oldest man in the world. Like, they look like fucking 50-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like old garbage men, and they're perfect opponents for the Rockers because it's like it looks like two phys ed teachers against the kids in the class that act up. Yeah, you two turn down that music. Me and your uncle are trying to do some woodworking. <laughs> Again, I have to. I have to. Re- um, yes, I have to say it. Okay, I'm going to say, say it the right N word. Never forget, Tully Blanchard got popped for doing cocaine, and cocaine stays in your system for 12 to 24 hours. Never forget that. That man had a drug test. Let's do it. I just imagine the Rockers and the Brain Busters partying, and it's just Arn Anderson asking them to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it! Shut it down, Tully! Please! He keeps calling them Mr. Genetti and Mr. Michaels. Mr. Genetti! <laughs> this is outrageous! So the Rockers are like essentially a jobber tag team. Um, do you want to find? Can you find like a thorough line for who they would be? Because they're just like win one, lose three. They're the Usos. The Usos perfectly. Or who else would they be? They're the Usos, or they are the Godwins. The Godwins. They are the Godwins. Kept strong, even though they lose every fucking match under the fucking sun. And people forget how many tag teams there were during this time. Like in Strike Force, you had the Rougeau brothers. You had uh, obviously the Brain Busters. Uh, they had Akeem and Big Boss Man. Um, and they're really just put in a time. They they win a couple matches and then they're put in against teams to really like put them over the top, right? And that's what made this tag team division really special is because not there were so many teams that. They didn't all just win the title. And it's really weird because I yeah, know... They, this is a weird thing, but basically after this year, the only time you'd see a tag team match is either it's for the tag team title or it's two teams wrestling and the winner gets to face the tag team champion. Yeah. And they... Uh, so they do... They feud with Powers of Pain, uh, the Orient Express, uh, Patanaka, Kyo, uh Sato, and they're... In the matches they're put in that are really showcase matches, like they open WrestleManias, uh, they do, as Michael said, the popcorn spot at WrestleMania 6, Hogan versus Warrior in the Sky Dome, and they always have really, really good matches. They always have really, really good matches, other than uh, 
and in Toronto at WrestleMania six, visibly being booed. Yeah. They were visit like you watch that back again, and the only difference between now and then is that all right, so the adults were against the Rockers. Who are the Rockers against? I'm trying to no, which WrestleMania? No, it was the it was the WrestleMania where they wrestled the Powers of Pain. Sorry, it wasn't Skydome. It was the WrestleMania where they go against the Powers of Pain. Every that's LA then. That's weird. Yeah, everyone older is cheering for the Powers of Pain, and everyone younger is cheering for the Rockers. The only difference is there's way more kids. Hang on, Powers of Pain. I don't even think that that's a WrestleMania. Yeah, it is. It's WrestleMania. I think it is. Uh, let's look that up. Because I remember I watched I watched bi- I watched all of the Rockers uh, WrestleMania matches. It's Orient Express at WrestleMania six. Yep. And then who at is it WrestleMania five? It would have been WrestleMania five is the Twin Towers. Maybe it's the f- Twin Towers. Maybe it's seven. I don't think that they wrestled at WrestleMania Seven. Powers of Pain. This is this is just good listening, isn't it? Let's talk about the Powers of Pain. It is. They are the worst tag team in the history of the world. I love it. I really forgot how much Powers of Pain faces fear. Yeah, WrestleMania Five. No wait, WrestleMania Five. The Rockers. Powers of Pain. No, yeah, it must have not been. Oh, so guess who's a fucking idiot? What? Wow! 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 Shut wow. the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Dylan is dumb. He doesn't read. <laughs> John's holding the show together. No, fat I dicks, fat loads. That's John. Dylan tons. has a thimble dick. He thinks no powers of pain suck. They were great. I loved the. I loved it. I loved. I like any move, and the other thing weird about watching these '80s matches is like, Jannetty or Michaels will do like a attempt at a cross body, and then someone will catch him, and they have him in like a belly to belly position. You just figure they're gonna throw them over the head, and they just do a bear hug, and then everyone responds to the bear hug way better than they do a belly to belly now. And it's just like, oh yeah, that I don't when know, people just... cared about wrestling, it was so much fucking better. I like it now when people just care about complaining about wrestling. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura isn't doing what I think he should be doing me. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to say this one thing about the Rockers match, especially as we're going into sort of the early 90s post-Brainbusters. Okay. Is the matches do get very, very similar. Also, substance abuse problems really take hold to the point that they had a match. This, I think, was with the Powers of Pain. Okay. No, it was with Power and Glory at a SummerSlam. Where one of them just got drunk and drove a motorcycle, and I think it was Janetti couldn't even get in the ring, so they just faked Fuji attacking him, and then the Power and Glory just beat the fuck out of the other one, pinned him, and that was the match. Like they became incredibly problematic at that point. At the same time, they're really pushing for the tag team titles. McMahon wants to give it to him because Shawn Michaels is his weird super boner. Shawn Michaels yeah. is the weird thing of. Shawn Michaels is like the dirty kid from the wrong side of the tracks, the rich kid in a high school falls in love with, and he knows he can never have him. But he wants, like, that's Vince McMahon's weird relationship with Shawn Michaels. Is Shawn McMichaels is Shawn McMichaels, fuck. Oh, no. Shawn Michaels is not anyone that Vince McMahon ever has pushed before or since, but protects him 
and makes sure his career is on track from the very fucking beginning. Yeah, it's bizarre because I think it's like that. Do like you can see how good he is. Like he's just a natural, right? He, I think Vince thought he had a new Ric Flair, and he might like, and he did. Yeah, yeah. Minus the partying, plus a lot of Jesus stuff. Now, yes, but he's been Jesus. He's been Jesus, Sean, for as long as he was the heartbreak kid before that. Yeah, but that's just way more interesting, isn't it? Like you never, fr- you never remember someone when they sort their lives out because it's just like, oh, that's just normal now. I guess you I know. Wouldn't say his life is sorted out. I mean, not really. If you go to but church like, three times a week. He's. I mean, you got he, people go to AA four times a week. Yeah, it's but the same thing. Just oh, I, I believe in God. Why? Because then I won't snort my life. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> yeah, but it's not like Shawn Michaels is going to churches that are accepting of, let's say, Gigi. black people. Yeah, prom- um. So let's. Uh, on that note, um. So let's. The Rockers do win the. Let's talk about this. title, but the top rope breaks against and they the hard, can't. I, was it the bottom rope? Was it the bottom? I saw the top rope break. It's the top the, rope. You're right. The top rope breaks and the match is unairable because the Rockers do all this high flying. They show the heart attack spot. It's a two out of threes match against the Heart Foundation. They show the heart attack that Brett hits on Sean, and it's like he can't even go off the ropes. Yeah, it's like fucking it'd be awful. one thing if it was like if the rope breaks and it's Kurt Angle match, then it's just kind of like okay, Kurt Angle can use that in a way. But it's like these guys are doing fucking everything off the fucking ropes. Yeah, everything off the ro- all their high spots. Like they can lose the they can lose. Yeah, with no high top rope, and that can be the part of the match, and then you can redo it. But you can't win. No, and the, really what's even weirder is that they just, just take like yeah they take the match, let him win, and then they take the belts away. They don't call it in the ring. They don't do something. They just it's fucked. Yeah. But then they could do that back then because it's just like there was no like fucking no one paid attention as much as they do now. What absolutely? It's also one of those things where it does seem like this is the beginning of the end for the tag team. They want those belts. It's Billy towards them being a new face of the tag division. They don't get them, and this is a big restructuring. This is the last great moment for the WWE tag division, quite frankly, where it's Hard Foundation, Nasty Boys, Natural Disasters, Power and Glory, The Rockers, like. Where they actually have a deep division, and yeah. very quickly all those teams are split up. Yes, because now you're moving into they're not. It's it's still like profitable, but it's not as profitable as it once was. So what's the first thing you can do? You can break up all the tag teams. You get and then pick one guy and keep that guy, basically. Yeah, and that one guy, John Tenta. <laughs> get me John Tenta. Um, so it's very much built to that. Shawn Michaels talks a lot about his resentment that's building towards him and Mario Gennetti at this point. They're having a lot of problems. They don't really like each other. Um, Shawn Michaels feels that he, Marty Gennetti's not focused, probably because he was like sober for a day and he was like, <laughs> oh my God, why is this man sleeping in cold slaw? The other thing that Michaels contributed to their breakup is that they room together every night because they were a tag team. So he was just in the same room with Sean, with Jardy Janetti every night. How often? Can you imagine? Can you imagine a guy who's get so drunk that he doesn't realize he's jacking off with his pants on, standing <laughs> up, just over the jeans, rubbing his dick, and then you're just like, "I'm just trying to get some sleep here." Imagine just what Marty Janetti says in his dreams. Fuck me, Sean. Fuck me. Uh, daughter's pretty hot. Uh, she, 
Shane McMahon knows he can keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mean Gene, not again with the saw. Um, <sighs> Marty Janetti, I've hidden some of my plans in your subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the... I've done to you what that Harvard professor did to the Unabomber. <laughs> You're my ticking time bomb of chaos. Let's talk about the breakup, though. So the breakup is... Builds great. It's great. Tension within the rockers. Constantly, like, running into each other and losing matches. Because they basically peak is, with is, not winning the tag title. Is the prototype of how you break up a tag team, basically. Mm. Is that you build up and build up and build up. Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? They have an interview where they say, we're back unified. Then the guy who you know is going to leave beats the fuck out of that guy. Perfect thing about this, though is Shawn Michaels wearing a leather jacket no shirt underneath that's great. absolutely correct I just want to say this though here's what I think happened here's why I think really was the seeds for the breakup is that Janetti gives an interview where he says this is on the Heartbreak Kid DVD which we're referencing a lot I realize is that well Marty Janetti doesn't have a DVD except for a very weird sex tape where it's, <laughs> it's him in what looks like a room they keep a donkey <laughs> it's him just fucking the honky tonk man well the honky tonk man Ooh, hey, Mr. Donkey, I'll put another dollar in and I want to ride it. <laughs> um, Janetti always just saw himself in the Rockers as a tag team. He saw this as, as like his career. And and, uh, and at the time Janetti that- did. And then Michaels, and Michaels, I'm assuming, here's what I think happened, is they won those tag titles. And then Janetti was like, oh, fuck, we got taken away. And then Michaels kind of realized, like, I want to do this tag team thing anyway now. Like, he just kind of got it. He got what he wanted all the time. And then he realized he didn't want it. Like, he was like, yeah, okay, well, I don't want to do that. Would you say he lost his smile for the first time? Ooh, first time he frowned. <laughs> oh, you do, Sean. He's a suppy, suppy boy. I'm excited for our eventual Sean Michaels episode because that lost my smile thing is the fucking lamest. That's, that is what one episode is just lost my smile. <laughs> Two and a half hours. We're doing one episode on just the lost my smile interview. On, lost my smile on Thursday, Raw Thursday, the most annoyingly titled thing ever. Yeah. They moved it to Thursday for one week and they called it Thursday, Raw Thursday. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's on Thursday. Bear in mind, I could not find my phone for 20 minutes today. And I know that that was called Thursday, Raw Thursday. <laughs> so let's talk about the breakup, though. They do tease it and then they go in the barbershop. They go in the barbershop. Here's something about the barbershop. Before we talk about the good things... I want you to do something. Can you get your phone out right now, please? Yeah. Can I? The amount of times the barbershop gets destroyed, it's basically every time there was an interview segment. Was it? I don't know anything about the barbershop, the history of the barbershop. I'm assuming we'll learn that when we finally do the booty daddy himself, Mr. Ed Leslie. But that might be our longest episode based on the sheer amount of gimmicks that man has had. Yeah, we got to do a bunch of gimmick guy and do like eight episodes on him. Um, <laughs> so, Google image yeah. the barbershop but try and get a I don't know what you would type in but try and get a picture everyone at home do this try and get a picture of all three of them or it's also on YouTube is the is the uh, rockers breakup and don't look at anything don't look at Marty Jannetty don't fucking look at Shawn Michaels only look at Brutus the Barber Beefcake's pants <laughs> Here's his pants. 
He's wearing like oh my god Velcro spend spandex <laughs> and just a, a just a wisp of penis nub. Velcro spandex cut down to it's like so they're not almost there and just and just a, and just dick first. Like you oh, and can't not notice his dick. And it the, looks like there a, it is. Look at that. Yum <laughs> yum 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 yum. It looks like an underpaid male prostitute is if talking the movie, to one normal guy and the, the guy movie, who is now in his stable. If the movie Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo were a set yes. of trousers, it yeah. would be these. It's so fucking disgusting. Also, by the way, you're an interviewer. You're not wrestling. And like this is this is this is just this is just Ed Leslie hangout gear. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be led to believe that this is your anytime clothes. <laughs> um, it's one of the better promos ever. Shawn Michaels beginning his great heel run of having a, a wisp of beard. Yep. Clearly wearing cool badass clothes while Marty Jannetty dressed up like the guy who drives a Zamboni. Oh, cool badass clothes, you mean a leather jacket with no shirt and track pants tucked into shoes? Yeah, that's right. Black track pants. Black I'll have track you know. pants tucked into shoes. Are they boot cut? You bet your fucking ass they are. <laughs> I'm Sean. You're Marty. Marty Janetti's just dressed like a n- regular guy, which he always just like Marty. Gen- that's the beautiful thing. We'll get. I mean, he's such a like likable guy. Like you couldn't ever turn Marty Janetti heel. Yes, you could. How? Just coming to the ring. This man yesterday took a shit in a hamper in front of the maid in a hotel room just while off. yelling, Spick! 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 <laughs> to a Korean woman. Just read off the Facebook messages he sent to his own daughter. <laughs> you, know, if you, you, know, you know how Trump looks at Ivanka? That's the way I look at you. You, you, you. Super kick. And it's so weird that they didn't make Shawn Michaels finishing move the super kick immediately. It's a great point that I only no for a while he had to go with small package for a long time. Backslide. He had a weird backslide in the raw video game. He had the up. backslide. He had small package. Was it yep. for a minute? Um, small package is one of the. Why is that? That's not a finishing maneuver. I don't know. I don't understand. So Michael's super kick throws Janetti through the plate glass window. And the other thing people forget is you can tell this it, it is Vince McMahon's. Project. He is Vince McMahon's project because color on Genetti. Like Genetti does color, and that did not happen. No. Like legitimately, the only times you saw blood uh, before that were like what Hogan Andre, which was unintentional, and uh, this is '91, so you don't even get the color in like the Brett Piper match or the Flair yeah, Savage. This is match. right before all of that. This is uh, well. This is the gray area where he's now going no color, no blading, no matter what. Yeah. And now. And then it's WrestleMania a couple 8, times where that you can't ever prove that Bret Hart did, and you know exactly when Rick did because he's basically going like, ah, ah, <laughs> ah, this is the NWA, yeah. <laughs> Get me a gin. I've cut myself. Where is a woman who doesn't know where she is? <laughs> She's gonna find herself on my dock. Ric Flair behaves after a wrestling match the way that like frontiersmen behaved when they arrived in a town. <laughs> Give me some whiskey and a woman and and a horse. <laughs> so we'll talk about the Rockers come to a, re- a resounding end. They, they come do. to an end for a very long time. Are we going to go into Rockers reunion now, or are we doing Rockers reunion for Janetti? No, we'll do Rockers reunion now. Let's talk about it. Which Rockers reunion? Because there's the Murder Janetti's brought back in. We're talking about the Rockers reunion on Raw versus La Resistance. Great. 
And when that's it, it. But, okay, but I get confused in my timeline. Is this before or after Janetti has been brought back in because of the Kurt Angle feud? And uh, this is because this is this is it though. This is this is why the Rockers are brought back in because the Kurt Angle Michaels feud is Angle is attacking people from Michaels' past. past, so he attacks Sherry, and then he has the match with Janetti. Um, this is Sean. This is Sean. Yeah, and uh, so they do a reunion, and just the tassels on Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti's use of tassels is abysmal. He looks like a rent boy from the future. He couldn't afford many tassels, so he just used the ones he could afford, and they don't let him have a... Sh- like th- His outfits are just fucking atrocious. They've always just been so bad, and... They do the reunion. They both miss a kip up against La Resistance. You can watch that dual old guy. Yeah. Janetti actually kind of looks better than Michaels because it's like such a high flying style that Michaels can't really do because he has no back, and Janetti can't do because he has no back and he's a drug addict. Yeah. Well, the only difference is also Janetti's knees seem to be better than Sean's mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, that is such a weird consolation prize. It's like, oh, yeah, you sound like someone throwing a bunch of nuts down an elevator shaft every time you move. <laughs> but at least you can use your legs. But here's the thing about Janetti, though, is that it's wouldn't it, wouldn't it make sense that a guy not wrestling a main event style except for on indie shows where he just does the rocker dropper would have better knees than the guy who seemingly doesn't? Yeah, absolutely. Who's it also going out and having, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah! Just what going off like falling off a hell in a cell. Yeah, like, it's not the guy that literally career. like like. Um, I'm not retiring, but I have to stop wrestling for a few years because my back is a bag of Christmas ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it then. What is your favorite thing about the Rockers? Every time they miss the double drop kick is my favorite. <laughs> thing. Every time, it was just the most awkward thing because the guy. You'd have to hit one, and then it would just be like, okay, so one guy would hit, and then the other guy would just be, it looks like he was just like, I'm here for moral support. (laughs) They, the best one is the Twin Towers, Akeem and Big Boss Man, Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels. I think it's Michaels just fucking, he just goes wide and misses it. It's fucking great. Because that's the weird thing about the Rockers is, oh, I wanted to speak on this before we do close. The best thing about the Rockers reunion is that Shawn is the guy who does the beat down to hot tag thing is that Marty's the one who shines. Marty gets the pin. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking cool. Cause Sean is probably like, I got to finally, get, they I gotta, finally throw this fucking motherfucker a bone. Yeah. Well, as we'll get into the Janetti episode, they were building towards a big, like Janetti was supposed to be a big part of the picture as well, but a little thing called sneef got in the way. Yeah. Being a drug addict in the mid two thousands. And not just doing the the sleepy ones. That's what wrestling turned into. It was like, let's get cr- crazy and party, and then like let's go to sleep forever in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite thing about the Rockers is, I mean, all their double team offense and honestly their influence on the industry. You look at the Rockers and the way that the way that they dressed essentially was early Hardy Boys and then turned into the Young Bucks. Yeah. And just all this double-team offense, like, it was the first time, I mean, I'd seen high-flying offense like that. I mean, you wouldn't even consider it high-flying now, but just, like, they didn't bounce all over the ring like you would expect people to do. 
<laughs> they didn't, you didn't bounce out like watching it with 2017 eyes like they're not they're not the young bucks we're not as good as the young bucks but that's because the young bucks like when you look at yeah, what but they that's start, unfair. the young bucks also have the advantage of they looked at the rockers and are like we'll do this but more so but all i'm saying is that the young bucks also don't do steroids and the rockers clearly Love in them. one case started doing steroids because that's what you had to do to fit into wwf at that time correct when they were in the awa all their moves are a lot crisper because Vern Gagne doesn't. Who's Vern Gagne? Doesn't want steroids. Who's Vern Gagne? Because it'll make his, his name is Gagne. Vern Gagne. Because it'll make his Buddha's dad body look weird. Buddha's it's like yeah. Buddha, but he doesn't work out at all. Yeah. What's the worst thing about the Rockers? Promos. <laughs> I was gonna say exactly that. They're awful. <laughs> Sean Marty, what are you gonna do? We're here. Uh, you know, things are going to occur. We're probably going to have a great time, though. All Look, right. Just remember this. We're good boys. Yeah. Yes, we will take your daughters to a concert, but they'll be back before 11, and their panties will be intact because <laughs> i got a spare pair in my house. Yeah, that's the one thing with the Rockers is they were very much like the WWF Rock and Roll Express because even if they did bring the Rock and Roll Express in, you can tell a mile away, like, these guys get it in. <laughs> There's no way these guys aren't having dirty, semi-consensual sex. Like, at the beginning there was consent, but now they're pulling some moves that frankly are not cool. <laughs> we'll do it to you, and you'll like it. Just kidding. You started out liking it. That means the whole time's fine. Yeah. Ricky Morton. Direct quote. Who I wants think, to? I think my worst thing, my worst thing about the Rockers are uh, probably the tassels. Because um, no one ever stepped in and told Janetti to stop that. Disagree. Dis great. You disagree. <laughs> he looks great. Yeah, probably the tassels. I mean, you could have tassels on boots. That's cool. But when they're covering your whole body and your soul, that's probably a bad thing, right? I got I, I assume he uses the tassels the way Jimi Hendrix used the bandana at Woodstock. It was just hiding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It was a crest thin strip of fucking PCP. <laughs> so that's our episode on the Rockers. We'll be back next week with... Okay, before we wrap up, we haven't touched on what is probably one of the worst themes ever. I loved that theme when I was a kid. Awful. I loved the Rockers when I was a kid. I did not. I was a demolition man. Always will be, always have been, always... Ooh, let's look let's look at some guys who are like the bikers that no one talks to. Not because they're intimidating, but just because we know no what they're into. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to hang out with them. Dylan has been grabbing his dick for this entire episode. Yeah. Are you hard? Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, for Dylan's hard dick, I'm John Hastings. For John's soft dick, I'm Dylan Gott. It's still bigger than yours. Nope. Got a big dick. Opposite day. <laughs> This week, there are a couple of tag team specialists, and recently they wrestled Legion of Doom and nearly took their titles away. Let's welcome them right now. They're the Rockers. Well, maybe we'll get this thing straightened out, Brian. These two guys haven't been getting along too well of late. Well, you know, the Royal Rumble's coming up, and tempers are getting short. Everybody realizes every man for themselves, no friends. It happens, it happens. 
Recently, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of rumors flying, guys. I gotta tell you, it's even right here in the pages of the World Wrestling Federation magazine that maybe you guys are gonna break up. You've been having some problems, but I want to get you out here on the barber shop so we can talk about this thing and get it all straight once and for all, right from the horse's mouth. Well, let me tell you something, Beefcake. There's no doubt that the Rockers are without a doubt the tightest team in the World Wrestling Federation. And I know that the rumors have been flying, but I can assure you, as the captain of this team, as the guy that has put all of this together, that there are absolutely no problems with the Rockers whatsoever. I can assure you of that. I thought Jannetty was the captain. Hold on, one thing right now, Sean. I didn't think there was one. Let's don't come out here and lie to the people. Everybody here knows there is friction between the Rockers. Let's get it straight tonight. Let's straighten the thing out. First of all, listen to yourself. The captain of the Rockers, Nobody ever picked a captain for this team. We've done everything together. Let's take a few weeks back. We had a match on television. We almost lost because I went for the tag and you were down the apron somewhere flirting with a girl ringside. Hey, hey, what do you want from me? Uh, chicks dig me. I can't help it. You know. That's fine. How about another match with the Nasty Boys? A big match. I'm on top. I've got the guy beat. The hold next on thing, here, I... hold on here, hold on one second. What are we gonna toss blame back and forth? Is that we're gonna we come out here and shoot the blame back and forth? Fine, let's do that. Let's just do that. Here I am wrestling Ric Flair, something you have never done, and I'm giving him the wrestling lesson of his life. And then here you come to. Save the day. Good job. Good job. Uh, first of all, Sean, I didn't come out there to save the day. I came out there because you hit your head on the railing. I was concerned for you, for your well-being. I was concerned for my well-being. You're concerned for my well-being? A lot of trouble here. Somewhere down the line, I tell you that I needed your help. Did I, did I tell you that sometime? I, I, I don't remember. Listen as yourself, man. Take a listen to yourself. I don't know what's going on in your head. For a long time, we've stuck together. Through thick and thin, we've watched each other's back. I don't know where you're coming from anymore, man. I don't know what's going on in there with Shawn Michaels. Shawn's got now, an attitude problem. A while back, Shh. the match with LOD. We were this close to being tag team champions. Something that we strive for since the beginning. But wait a minute. I don't want to put the blame back and forth, just like you said. I'll take the blame. Let's blame me and say it's my fault. I shouldn't have come out there with you and Ric Flair's match, okay? My fault. I'm sorry. I want this thing to work with the Rockers, okay? Because together, we can make it to the top. But it's up to you, Shawn Michaels. It's up to you. Do you want it? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn my back to you right now. And if you want to go on your own, then walk off and leave. If you want to stick together and make this thing work, when I turn around, we're going to shake hands and we're going to go on a rock and roll like the rockers can do. They need each other. You know that. Sounds fair to me.
off the lane. They need each other. Redder than her nails. 